for our lesson text this morning, I call your attention to the Gospel of Luke, the Gospel that was written by Dr. Luke, uh, chapter 4, and you will find these words starting at the 38th verse, and I believe I go down through verse 40, I may go down to verse 41, starting at verse 38, it says, and he arose out of the synagogue and entered into Simon's house. And Simon's wife's mother was taken with a great fever, and they besought him for her. And he stood over her and rebuked the fever, and it left her. And immediately she arose and ministered unto them. And that 40th verse says, And now when the sun was setting, all that had any sick with divers diseases brought them unto him, and he laid hands on every one of them and healed them all. This morning, we will talk very briefly about affordable health care. <laughs> affordable health care. We continue in our country uh, to be into this deep debate in America about providing health care for all of our citizens. And we see there are so many nations and countries that have universal health care, where health care is a right and not a privilege. But we continue to see the rich politicians with all of their good health care, try to provide health care for the poor and the middle class, and that tends to be a big struggle for everybody. So, but however, whether you are rich or whether you are poor, I just stopped by here to let you know that God has universal health care for those that are in his kingdom. So we want to look this morning, today I will teach that Jesus is the great physician. You know, my wife and I had a good time watching the Beverly Hillbillies. <laughs> you know, I grew up watching the Beverly Hillbillies and uh, it was a struggle for Jed Clampett, Ella May, Jeffro, and granny. They grew up in object poverty, uh, but one day they found out that they had black gold oil up under, what is it? Texas tea. Texas tea, that's right. They had Texas tea up under their house. Uh, so the whole sitcom had to do with this family that had been growing up eating off the land. All kind of creatures and all kind of stuff that, that Jed Clampett them would be eating, but all of a sudden they find out that they are billionaires, that they could eat anywhere and they could live anywhere. Uh, but they struggle with trying to go from object poverty to being this rich, rich family that lived in Beverly Hills. 
Uh, so when we think about this thing is that uh, when did Jeff Jed Clampett really become rich? Did he become rich when they found the oil of the Texas tea in his backyard? Or was he always rich but just was uninformed? So, so, so you see, there are a lot of us who are already healed. There are a lot of us who are already rich, but we are just uninformed. Because the Bible says that God has blessed us with all spiritual blessings in heavenly places. But we just have to be able and learn enough to claim the victory. So when were we healed? When were we rich? Jesus said that he did this thing 2,000 years ago, that he foreknow and he predestined. And he's already provided for us because he's a way maker. When we look at our lesson text this morning, uh, we look at Peter, mother-in-law, healed in verse 38 through verse 39. We look at the further healing and the devil's cry in verse 41 and verse 40 and 41. And then our last point would be the preaching of the gospel in verse 42 and verse 43. Uh, when we look at the gospel of Luke, when we look at the one equipped with the Holy Spirit as the Son of God. Luke talks about that at the baptism of Jesus. Then we look at the conquer over the temptation of evil. Jesus looks at that when he went into the wilderness. And so we look at Jesus as conquering all these things. So we look at the one who spoke with the final authority and who possessed divine, divine power over men. We look at that when he was at Nazareth and Capernaum. And then we look at the one who had power to cast out the evil spirits. We see that when he cast out the evil spirit in the synagogue in the chapter right before where we are now. But, but, but now we come up to a whole new phenomenon uh, that Jesus now is faced with all matter of sickness and all matter of disease. Uh, so we see here now, as Jesus goes into, after he comes from the synagogue, thing that I like about Jesus, he wasn't like us. <laughs> Jesus comes from the synagogue, and that verse uh, 38 said, and he arose out of the synagogue and entered into Simon's house, and Simon's wife's mother was taken with a great fever, and they besought him to her. Jesus gets home from preaching and teaching in the synagogue. As remind me, some days I'd be over here all day at the church. My wife called me and tell me about what she can fix for dinner, and I can't wait to get home. In time, I walk into the house. Somebody calls me and say, would you come back over to the church and let us in? Uh -huh. And you have to go because you're called by God. But, but you see, Jesus, the time he got into Peter's house, now, now they were going there to, to, 
to Peter's house, going there for some rest and relaxation, and to, by the time he walked into the house, Simon's wife's mother was taken with a great fever. Some say she was taken with a major fever. Uh, this fever was major because it was malaria, some theologians say, but it was a terrible fever. It wasn't the minor fever, it was the major fever. And just like Reverend Simmons was saying, she was at the point of death. Maybe she was in hospice, I don't know. But she was at a point of death. And, and, and then they, 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 they said that, uh, and they besought him for her. Maybe all the doctors had given up. Maybe everybody had said that this fever is so horrendous that there's nothing we could do. But they, when, after Jesus had spent this long day in the synagogue, then they besought Jesus for Peter's mother-in-law. So yes, now we know, and we probably already know, that Peter was married. You can look in 1 Corinthians chapter 9, verse 5. It also lets you know that Peter was married. So in order for Peter to be, have a mother-in-law, he's got to have a wife. So also, Peter's mother-in-law was living with them. Some theologians say that her husband was deceased and that she was living with Peter uh, and his wife. But regardless of all of that, she had come down with a terrible fever. Now, she had come down with this fever and they brought Jesus in there to heal her, and Jesus came in there to heal her, and the, and the Bible says, and he stood over her. Jesus being the great physician, Jesus being who he is, Jesus takes the position of the great doctor. He stood over her, and Jesus did something that is so miraculous that it shaked the foundation of hell. They say, they say and he stood over her, and he rebuked the fever. Now let's just hold it right there because uh, rebuke uh, is a very strong word. It's a word that means he strongly disapproved of the fever. He, found, he, he criticized the fever. You remember when he told, when, they, when, when, they, at, 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 when the sea was rocking and rolling and the disciples came to get Jesus, he got up, he, he, he told the wind to shut up and told the sea to be still. They say he rebuked the wind and told the sea to shut up and go back in line. In other words, he rebuked the elements uh, that was out there. He rebuked the weather. But, but you know, you can, when you rebuke somebody, you put them back in their place. Every now and then, I have to rebuke my children. You can't rebuke them unless I give you permission. Hallelujah! But I can rebuke them. My wife rebukes them all the time. Rebuke means that you have to have authority over in order to rebuke. See, the teachers can rebuke because they're in the parents' place when we take them to school, locus parentis. Am I right, Sister Foster? Retired teacher, she know what I'm talking about. When you carry your children to school, the teacher is in the place of the parent. So the teacher has the right coming from the parent. But see, see, you can only rebuke if you're in authority. So Jesus had authority over this fever. I just told you all the other things that he had authority over the demons, he had authority over the weather, he had authority over men, but now we see that he has authority over all matter of sickness and disease. 
Now they say he rebuked the fever. I told you this was a high fever. This was a major fever. This was the fever that all the doctors had given up on. But he rebuked it. He, he told this fever to calm down, cool down, go back into the abyss wherever you were. He rebuked the fever. Now pay attention. And it left her. Immediately. And she arose and ministered unto them. He rebuked the fever. And she got up and started serving them. Now, it wasn't no long preliminary. See, the thing that you know about Jesus that makes it a miracle is that when we go into the hospitals, and God has blessed the hospital, but, 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 but you know sometimes when I go and visit folk, you know, uh, the recovery time is almost worse than the operation. They operate on you, then they have to have you to recover, then you got to go home to recover, and they got to give you some medicine for the pain and recovery, and then they got to call you to see how you're doing in recovery. But, but they say immediately there was no recovery time. Jesus said this is a miracle. Jesus has the power to intervene in the natural order of things for the sake of the believer. That's a miracle. He rebuked the fever, told that fever to cool down. Leave her. No need, no. Recovery time. Jesus rebuked the fever. And she immediately got up and started ministering to them. Now, you know, this was on the Sabbath. And, and we see now that the word went out. I don't know how the people got out. All this word got out. I don't know if, if Peter had put his mother-in-law on Facebook or Snapchat or something happened here. Uh, maybe he got it out to the public some kind of, I don't know. But the word got out. The word got out on the street, y'all. And the word got out so fast. Look at the next verse. And now. When the sun was setting. See, they didn't want to come out on the Sabbath day. They had to wait for Saturday. They had to wait till the sun go down. They had to wait till after 6 o'clock. And then after 6 o'clock, after the sun went down on the Sabbath day, guess what? At Peter's house. It says, now, when the sun was setting, all they that had any sick, they said, oh, Jesus, and Jesus, and call that fever to come down out of Peter's mother-in-law. Now, I got everybody that I know that's sick. We are going to go after the sun go down, and we're going to gather at Peter's house. They gathered there. And now when the sun was setting, all they that had any sick, anybody that was sick, regardless of what they had, with divers diseases, brought them unto him, and he laid hands on every one of them and healed them. Say healed them. He didn't ask them what kind of insurance they had. He didn't ask them if they had blue cross, blue shield. He didn't ask them any of that. He just laid hands on them. He didn't even ask them what was wrong with them. That's why when I go in the hospital, I don't be looking at no chops. People be trying to tell me what's wrong. I say, I don't, all that's good, but I just want to know God has the power to heal. God has the power to heal. They say he healed every last one of them. That there was not one that came to him with all these different kind of diseases that, that, that he didn't heal. He made the health care universal. He made the health care affordable. And I just thank God that I still got this health care today. A couple of years ago, my doctor told me he was going to put me on some kind of medication for, for some kind of diabetes. I guess I had to eat too much ice cream before I went to him or something. I said, before you do that, give me about three months. 
I came back. He said, oh, no, you don't need nothing. I said, I know that's right. Because I talked to the great physician. Have you ever talked to the great physician? You can call him up from your bosom. If you want to just know how to whisper, all you have to do is just whisper his name sometimes. Just say, Jesus, Jesus, Jesus. All you have to do when you're walking along sometimes, when I'm out walking in the morning, all you have to do is say, Jesus, Jesus, Jesus. And he knows then that he dispatches his angels for you when you pray to him in the morning and they go before you and they make a way for you all day long. Now, 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 now pay attention here because he's going to do something here that, that's so miraculous that, that, that when I was studying this, I, I just had to shout myself. And then he said, you see, the devil is always going to be there. No matter what you're doing, the devil is going to be there. When Jesus came down from Mount Transfiguration, the devil was there and had his disciples where they couldn't heal the boy that had lunatic. lunatic. But, but you see, no matter what you do, no matter how much sermons you preach, the devil is going to meet you back there in that room sometime. He'll meet you as you're going out the door. I'm telling you, no matter what you do, you can sing a good song, but the devil is going to get in the choir and try to break it up. I don't care what you do. The devil is always going to show up. And that's what he said. After Jesus had healed Peter's mother-in-law, when he rebuked this demon, when he rebuked this disease, and I told you all the other stuff that he had done in the book of Luke, and the devil also came out of many. You, you, you see, when Jesus was healing these folks, a lot of them were demon-possessed, and, and the devil had to come out, and the devil got mad, and, and the devil was all upset because Jesus was casting them out, and the devil also came out of many, crying out, saying, Thou art Christ, the Son of God. And he rebuked them and suffered them not to speak, for they knew that he was Christ. Now, now pay attention, because the devil knows God. The devil comes to church. The devil quotes scripture. The devil see the, saw that all of these people was gathered there for Jesus to heal them. But Jesus told these devils, shut up! Now, let me tell you why Jesus told the devil to shut up. If y'all can come a little closer, I'll tell you. <laughs> Jesus told the devil to shut up because, see, Jesus wanted you to understand who he, who he is by revelation. He wants it to be revealed to you through the many things that he's done in your life. And the main thing that he does not want he does not want the devil giving you instructions as to who he is. So he told the devil to shut up. I don't want you giving my people instructions. If they will know who I am by the works that I do, they will know who I am by the things that I do. So devil, shut up. Stop trying to instruct my people. So he told that devil to shut up because the devil, the devil quotes scripture. Remember in the wilderness, he quoted scripture to Jesus. And, and then just why Jesus had to tell the devil to be behind him, he said, so it is written, so it is. Uh -huh. Now here's another thing. And when it was day, he, when Jesus had done all of this and he had healed all these people at night, then he got up at day. Now remember, I told you that this was the Sabbath. And they brought all these people to Jesus that night. So that was Saturday night. Jesus healed all these folk. And the devil came crying out. Jesus went on and got him some rest. And when it was day, he departed. 
and went into a deserted place. See, see, Jesus had to have communication with God. Jesus spent five hours a day in prayer to God. He said he had to go into a deserted place. And the people sought him and came unto him and, and said unto him that he should not depart from them. They said, listen, Jesus went off to pray. Peter followed him. All the people followed him. The people followed him and said, Lord, don't leave us. Stay right here. We want to set up a hospital, and we want you to continue to pray and to heal all our sick. We got some more sick that we didn't bring here. We got some more folks that, that we need you to heal, so we don't need you to depart from us. And Jesus said unto them, I must preach the kingdom of God to others in cities also. For there, for this is what I was sent to do. Jesus, listen, I ain't got no time to sit up in no hospital and heal. I've healed some folk. But now I, I got to go preach the gospel. And then, and then in, that, in that last verse it said, and he preached in the synagogue of Galilee. Let me, let me tell you something. See, see, Jesus said, listen, I heal as many people right now. I don't have time to keep on healing. Because, see, when I heal your body here on earth, I'm just doing a patch job because earth and heaven is going to go away. He said one day, he said, I got to go and preach the gospel. See, I got to go preach the gospel because the, the, the gospel will let you know that, that this thing down here on earth, he said, I want you to understand that down here on earth, you have just got a temporary assignment. He said, I ain't got time to be healing all you folks down here on earth because when you get to heaven, you're going to get a new body. When you get to heaven, all oh, you're going to have a new body. And, and, and you could go to the stream, the tree of life, who's going to keep you healthy. He said, I ain't got time to set up no hospital down here on earth. He said, I got to go preach the gospel. He said, if you believe that Jesus is the Christ and God raised him from the dead, you can be saved and I've gone to heaven to prepare a place for you. He said, everything that I have taught you in heaven, you're going to have a new body. And he said, I want you to understand that I got to go and preach this thing because one day, hallelujah, one day the cloud is going to open and the sky is going to open and you're going to see him sitting on a white horse and sitting on that white horse uh, hallelujah his name is going to be faithful and truth and in righteousness he's going to bring about judgment and I want you to know when you look at him on his vestures and on his thigh he's going to have lord of lords and king of kings hallelujah but I just want you to know your assignment here on earth is a temporary assignment that's why he called you a sojourner. That's why he called you a visitor. That's why he called you an ambassador. That's why the time that you spend down here is temporary. If you call God Father, that means that your citizenship is in heaven. That means that you're going to spend more time down in heaven than you're going to spend down here on earth. So Jesus said, I don't have time to set up a hospital. I've healed you. But now I want you to be able to hear the gospel and respond to the gospel and come into the kingdom of God. 